Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Who's this guy sitting with me? You know what? It's nice to be on. We have the two best looking dudes at this dealership. Well, I thought I thought the same thing. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> anyway, hey, it's Phil Nightingale, General Manager, Scotty German, one of our top service advisors here at the Mel, at Mel Hamilton Ford. And I'd uh, love to hear from you here this morning. And it looks like we got a caller already coming through. That's exciting, My too. Goodness, so uh, that. uh, we get that set up here. <clears throat> and let's see the phone. Yeah, I don't have Josh here today, Scotty. What's the deal on that? You know well, I, I don't know. I mean, he told me yesterday he was just kind of like, you know, I don't really feel like doing the show with you. I don't know. You might have made a mess. Well, Josh is out having some fun. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate to tell you. He's having some fun. Anyway, we're going to get John here. Let's get John on the phone here before we get things started. But, hey, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. That's the number that comes right into the front desk. And tell the girls you want to get passionate of the podcast. We'll get you on the a question. We've got a only show I know you get paid. To call in on and it's a package value over 130 bucks and we'll watch for john to get patched in here and uh, get him on the phone and see what's on john's mind here this morning but anyways anything ailing your car tires brakes batteries anything in the whole automobile world or want to talk about new products or whatever might be something we want to talk about too so got some chat lines coming up we'll see if we can get john patched through here for what it's worth everybody out there Phil is like the most non-technical person on the face of the planet. It's actually really impressive whenever I get to see him actually really? stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> you are funny. I try. Uh, <laughs> anyway, good morning. Question. Can you explain what an OEM sensor does on a Ford F-150 2015? I'm not sure what OEM. OEM. Yeah, Original. Yeah. Okay. Here we got, a, we got John coming through. So let's get John. Morning, John. Morning. John, how are you? Results. Well, let's go through one thing. How many miles are on it? 130. Okay. Anyway, uh, Scott, I don't know about you, but in, the, in your history with fixing these codes and stuff, I mean, it could be. The sensor is not reading right to it because there's a sensor on the front of the converter and a sensor on the back of the converter uh, that senses that to tell the computer is the converter doing its job from that part. And uh, and they're saying they can't hear the caller. So what did I do wrong on that part? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. It says it's coming through. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah. Are you we're, there? We're here. Sorry, they, they, the chat line came up and said that you can't hear you, and I'm not sure what I did wrong. We'll have to figure that out here in a second. So sorry, uh, Greg, at the – 2016 Nissan with a uh, 06 Nissan with a cat catalytic converter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 2000, yeah. 2006 Nissan with a catalytic converter code. Uh, you've run some stuff to try to clean the cat. Uh, like I said, there's a sensor on the front and the back of that converter to tell the computer that where the converter is doing what it needs to be doing to make the emissions coming out the tailpipe correctly. But in your experience, Scotty, have you ever found anything that would clean up a converter? No. I haven't either. No. No. Uh, I, 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 that that would be something that we would call uh, snake oil in, in in my line of work. Um, generally, whenever you've got a catalyst efficiency code, it is exactly what Phil's saying. It's either one of two things: you either got sensors that are not reading, but normally when those sensors are not reading correctly, you would you would get an O2 sensor code as opposed to a catalyst efficiency code. So chances are you've got something that's going on in that cat that's not doing what it's supposed to do, um, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, that's definitely something that we can definitely verify and make sure and check out if we need to. Yeah. So, John, what we want to do is we want to go ahead, John. Yeah, we want to put it onto your package. We're going to add a diagnostic to your package. We will check it out for at no charge for you and make sure what it is, if it is a converter or something else, too. But I'm going to say most likely it's going to be a converter uh, that needs to be replaced. And we'll get you some options on it because there's different options we can do on these converters yeah. now that uh, are as expensive as they used to be. Uh, from that part too, especially on an 06, we can find some pretty cost-effective ways, I think, of replacing that converter for you also. So we'll add that to your package. I hope to God it's not the converter, but I'm afraid, John, it probably is uh, going to need to be re- replaced And uh, from that start. 
do you know if that do you know if that I was just Mm-hmm. Do you know if that converter comes right off the manifold or if that converter's back back aways? I think it's back aways. And do you think so? Yeah, I do. If mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, bank one, bank two. So you luckily at that point you could probably get away with even cutting one out if you need to, cutting one out and putting one in if you need to. Well, that's what I'm saying. We need to look yeah. at it, see what it is. And yeah, then I think there's some. Like I said, they've come up with some better inexpensive ways of actually replacing those converters instead of having to replace the whole one. That uh, kind of thing, and some different options out there uh, from that part. Uh, so, John, let's. All right, well, <laughs> let's. Well, I know we got your number on here. Scotty will call you after the after the cert and set up an appointment for you to get you in, here so we can take a look at it, and see what's going on. Okay, you got it. You bet, man. You Thank bet. You. All right, hey everybody, hey you too, buddy. Thanks for the call. Anyway, sorry you can't hear the callers out. The caller coming through. I uh, got Gus, my IT guy, dialing in here real quick to check it out for us to see what we got. So we'll see what happens from that part. So sorry about that. Basically, an 06 Nissan with a catalytic converter light coming on and uh, setting that code. And uh, I don't know, Scott, it's going to be a converter replacement. I, really I really think so, too. Um, you get into those kind of situations. And, and this is kind of a funny thing because I just had a, a very similar scenario just come in this last week. And it was one of those situations where you had a customer who was driving with a check engine light that was flashing. Yep. And I told him, I said, if it's flashing, don't drive it. Yeah. Get it in here. Get it to me. I'll I guess if we forgot to tell John that too. Yeah, I, we did. But but hopefully <clears throat> he's still listening. But if you've ever got a check engine light and it's flashing, don't drive the car. Stop it. Stop Because you are doing some very detrimental damage. Exactly. To whatever components are failing or whatever, it's really bad. Yeah. At that point when it's flashing at you. Uh, and most likely what's happening is you've got a big misfire. Most of the time it's a misfire and it's putting unburned fuel down in the exhaust. And guess what that's going to do? It's going to create a fire. Yep. That's uh, right. And that's exactly what happened. I, I told uh, it was actually one of my fleet customers <clears throat> and and they just continue to drive it. And after I told them, not, don't do that because you're going to cause more damage, more. It's just going to be more money. And it turned out that's exactly what it did. They they burn up a catalytic converter, and it was a it was a lot more expensive than what the misfire was actually for. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. anyway, good morning, Jeff. Greg will Gus is going to be dialing in the computer here backside here and fixing us up on the caller for whatever I sit and set up correctly. I'm going to blame it on Josh and he's not here. One hundred percent right. So for, for that part, so. they normally blame that on me. Well, I get it. Okay, get it. okay, okay, Scotty. It's it's we got a caller right off the bat. So what's in that package? About over 130 bucks for each and every caller calling in on the show today most important you got your oil change yep right yep you've got your nitrogen for your tires yep most valuable thing in that package is a multi-point inspection it is we can talk about that some here too 100 percent uh gets you ten dollars a mills diner oh and he's got some great stuff over there to eat and drink doesn't he that's correct and he uh he does a great job he makes everything every single day which is actually very impressive Yep. Uh, but then you also get a BG package as well. That includes a couple of additives to go with your oil and fuel. It's a pretty awesome little package we got over there. It's the only show I know you get paid to call in on. That's so right. uh, Gus is dialing in here right now. Hopefully it's the next caller we got coming up. 316-462-3673. Comes right in the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get patched in, and uh, we'll get the phone set up here. Gus is dialing in here and playing around with some stuff here already. So anyway, sorry you couldn't hear that first caller, but we'll get that fixed here shortly and directly. So anyway, uh, we got to go back to Jason's deal of the OEM sensor, and that yeah. stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer is what that stands for. And I will tell you, Jason, years ago, especially when I started in the parts business, when I had Don Davidson and Halstead Auto Parts uh, working at his parts store, the aftermarket did a great job of having some a little bit better quality parts mm-hmm. and a little bit better price and stuff. But uh, today, with everything that's changed in these vehicles for how they are and stuff like that, the aftermarket's really kind of fell behind a lot of keeping the quality and that sort of thing in, in the picture uh, from that standpoint. But also, but also we're dealing with a lot of different parts. I mean, when I was working in the parts business, we were selling water pumps, alternators, starters, that kind of thing. You don't sell that much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that kind of a thing. It's these sensors and all this kind of stuff. So what the aftermarket has to do to try to even compete is they got to make a sensor that fits maybe four or five cars. Right. And then it, how it works and back and forth. And I think we just we ran into that issue on a Mustang here just this week. Really? It had some aftermarket parts installed on it. It kept setting the check engine light, check engine light, check engine light. We couldn't get it off. And after we dialed it, we figured that was an aftermarket part. But changed the part out for original manufacturer part. Guess mm. what happened? Yeah. Fix it. Fixed it. So that's what the real issue uh, here, Gus. I got a text, Gus. 
Well, no, I mean, you make an excellent point. Whenever you get to the, whenever you get to a situation to where you're installing aftermarket, I, I actually do have to, you know, tip my hat to Ford for the most part when it comes to parts as far as competitive pricing and things like that. MSRP for a Ford factory part and an aftermarket part anymore is so close. It's 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 not as crazy as it used to be, at least in the in the recent history that I've had. And then whenever you have an OEM manufactured part. That part is made for that exact vehicle. When right. it's made for that, that exact vehicle, it, it it's 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 engineered for that vehicle as opposed to like you said an aftermarket car, whenever you've got an aftermarket part, that part is made for six different vehicles that it can fit on and it and it doesn't really know which one it's on. So it can give you problems. It's not going to last as long and a lot of the times it doesn't have as good of a warranty on it if you put it on there anyway. That's the next thing is that part of it too. So uh anyway, as we'll keep continuing down the chat line here real quick, Brian's got a question. What is Ford saying about the hard tops on the Broncos cracking? Well, what I will tell you Brian, what happened there when they first come out with the 21 Broncos, the hard tops what everybody kind of really wanted and they had a supplier that had a really bad situation with those tops. So the first bunch of Broncos we got were soft tops. But the two-door cannot come from the factory with a soft top so it came with hard tops so have we seen some cracking and stuff on those tops yes and so far as i've known ford has stood up and taken care of those tops yeah that have been cracking out on us and everything else too so uh it's basically it's not ford that made that top it's a supplier and then i believe in the 22 model year we finally switched to a good supplier that's actually making the tops better so if you've got a 22 or 23 i don't think you're going to have an issue with a crack you might have some early built 22 that had an issue mm-hmm from that part, but I do know Ford is standing up and taking care of those tops are not cheap and inexpensive to, to replace from that part. So yeah. hope that answers your questions and stuff. If you've got one cracked out or whatever, we can sure take a look at it. And, uh, and basically what we have to do, we have to take pictures of that top and send it to Ford and get it approved and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, so far I've not seen any issues with them not standing behind it and taking care of it. Unless I guess what it really pounds to is if it's been damaged or mm-hmm. if it's been out of warranty too. If it's out, right. of, out of the time frame, I guess that's going to be another issue too. Yeah. If you're three thirty, if you're under three, th- three years, 36,000 miles, it, it's really not that hard. Take pictures of it, especially if Ford knows that there's an issue going on with it. They're going to take care of it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yep, exactly. So anyway, I think someone's trying to call us and that caller is. Yep. It's Gus testing. Okay. Uh-huh. Everybody, Gus is Hi, testing Gus. up. Can uh, everybody Hi, tell us <laughs> on the chat line is Gus coming through? Can you, can everybody hear me? <laughs> we'll see here in just a second, Gus, Testing, if that's going to. Testing, one, two, three. Let's see if they'll come See through. if anybody on the chat will actually respond and see. It's like, hey, Gus. So now we're, we're trying to figure out, Gus, who we're going to blame for this fault. Is it you or is it Josh or who we're going to get? All good. They're saying you're coming through, Gus. So that's what we need to We're going to blame it on Josh since he's not here, right? 100%. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good to me, buddy. <laughs> hey, Gus, thanks for dialing in and thanks for getting this fixed up, buddy. My pleasure. How's your service? Have a good day, buddy. If we ever get to blame anything on Josh, we're going to take full advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was Gus. He's our IT guy. And I tell you, he is a saint around here for he what is. he does and keeps us going and everything else in this computer land world we live in and everything else. I hate to guess how many PCs we have in this place. It's over 300. I know that for sure. Yep. But just keeping our network up and running, keeping this going for us too and everything else too. So Gus, thanks for all you do for us. So anyway, hey, let's get the phones ringing out. The phone works 316-462-3673. We'll uh, take your question. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world you want to talk about racing and talk about racing next Saturday, 17th, 9 to 4, race open house. Don't want to miss it. we got all kinds of vendors coming. We have all kinds of fun coming. But Monza, World Street Outlaws, is coming with his Chevelle. Nice. Now, what I'm going to try to get him convinced to do, everybody's probably seen some burnouts in front of the store with 100%. the yellow Mustang and all the different stuff. God, I love working here. Isn't it fun? Oh, my God. It's so fun. So I'm going to challenge Monza to a burnout contest with the yellow Mustangs. Oh, no, really? Yes, I am. I'm going to make – I, I somehow feel he might chicken out. Oh, yeah? I think, I don't know. We'll have to find out. But uh, for you racers out there, we got all kinds of great vendors uh, coming. Uh, can't wait to see all these vendors that are coming here to help you with your race season getting kicked off. Uh, uh, I see if I can get uh, Nick and Nick to give me an updated list because we've added a few more people to the list. Oh, really? Uh, that's coming. Um, uh, there they are. Updated list. I don't think the the letters on your phone is big enough. Here we go. I'm just saying. Hey, Scott, have you ever heard my horse and buggy story? <laughs> I mean, probably. 
10 to 12 times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I got my glasses on. Yes, I got extra big font here. Uh, so anyway, I text Nick and Nick to get us our updated list of all the sponsors are coming. Jordan Whitehead will be here cooking lunch from 11 to 1. Uh, all kinds of great prizes are going to be given away. And, of course, also racers. There's going to be a ton of discounts and things going on on all of our products and everything. Uh, but uh, we'll get this list here up for me, and we'll uh, rattle off all the sponsors and people that are coming. Uh, so you don't want to miss it. 9 to 4. We're going to have Roid Entertainment on the service drive with the remote race cars to race them around uh, from that part, too. That's a lot of fun, too. Anyway, and then Alex asked, any update on the USAC Silver Crown weekend? Well, it's still on track. I've been talking to USAC quite a bit. We're going basically the 19th, that Friday, the, the USAC guys will, the Silver Crown cars will practice. And then Saturday will be their show where they'll qualify, run their heat races, and have their features. And, yes, we are working on a 100-lap feature. And that's all going to determine how we start prepping this track. And I have some announcements coming uh, once we get uh, through Tuesday. Uh, with the state uh, Kansas State Fair Board and get the contract done. Then I'll have a, a bunch more of announcements out there to do. Uh, until we get that contract done, I can't say any more than what I've said. I, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there in this world uh, of what's going on at Hutch. Uh, not sure why that has to be that way, but it is. But that's what people want to choose to do. That's okay. But there's a lot of misunderstandings. And the first thing, Alex, I'm going to tell you, I am not, listen to me, I am not looking for volunteers to work at that racetrack. I don't know how that got started, how that got put out there, whatever. No one is coming to my racetrack to work there for free. I promise you that I don't need, I don't not. It's not how I work. Uh, so somebody got that started in the press somewhere. Someone took off with that and tried to make a, all kinds of stuff about it, but that's okay. But I am promising you everybody that I am not wanting any volunteers. You will, if you decide to, you want to apply and we hire you, you will be paid to work at the racetrack at the Hutch at the Hutch track. So just all y'all know that from that part. And Delbert is here. So everybody, just so you know, Delbert was in an accident last night. And Delbert, I'm, I'm afraid that fusion is done. It's totaled from the pictures that I saw. But one thing for sure is you're okay. And uh, from that part. So <clears throat> anyway, so Delbert, glad you're here and everything else too. So Alex, I hope that updates your question on that part. If you got any more questions or whatever, let me know. We'll got to handle that. But uh, Tuesday afternoon will be the time when we get together with the fair board and get the contract done and stuff. And then we'll be kicking off more things we can do to kick off uh, the races in Hutch from that part. So uh, anyway, yep, Delbert, I guess you're okay. So that's the best part. He did that. That accident didn't look very good uh, from that part. But I'm glad that I think you're safe because the fusion protected you. Right. There you go from that part so but the pictures did not look very good so gus i mean delbert i'm glad you're okay and glad everything's fine with that part too so anyway 316-462-3673 let's uh get the phones ringing love to hear from you anything in the automobile world anything ailing your car tires brakes batteries whatever it might be and here shortly hopefully nick and nick one of those two guys will get me an updated list so i can go through the sponsor uh vendors that are going to be here at the race open house from that part so if we get that here soon so scotty yes sir i always do this to josh kind of call him on the carpet and everything else mm -hmm. too but what's something happened this week in the service department that we can tell our callers that you saw did or whatever that can help somebody or something that, that should have could have been prevented something that could have saved some people some money uh from that part you did bring up the multi-point inspection which oh, i want yeah. to kind of attack attack that a little bit too because i think a lot of people think that multi-point inspection is just something for us to sell them something and that's one thing we're not here to sell you anything sure. that you don't need we're here to sell you what you need to protect your car so Todd, give me your version of the multi-point inspection i have mine and the people have heard sure. my version of it um i was getting ready to say and i don't know about you but i i mean i know josh works really hard but i work 10 times harder than harder than josh oh i get it yeah uh, yeah, yeah we can so, stack all the stuff we want because he's not here <laughs> he's not here uh but no that's the most valuable thing that we do here at mel hamilton ford looking at a looking at a vehicle free of charge for a customer to let them know i mean we're not trying to sell you anything whenever we do that multi-point inspection we are trying to help you out let you know something and try to give you as much of a heads up as we possibly can and if we do see something that needs to be an immediate attention item uh, that can save you in the long run uh, the longer that you don't drive with that immediate attention issue um, but i i've had i had a vehicle that had never been here before this over this last week 
and uh, it came in for an oil change. That's all it was. Uh, sent it down to uh, to Quick Lane. They did the multi point inspection, and believe it or not, they ended up finding out that they had three different tire sizes on the car. Well, that's not good. No, no, that's not good at all. Uh, it was an all wheel drive vehicle as well. With oh, three mercy. different tires. Okay, so let's sizes. go back. Yeah. <laughs> now let's explain to people, especially on an all-wheel drive car with three different sizes of tires on that car, what mm. that's going to do. Uh, yeah, that that PTU is leaking. Okay. Let's, okay. <laughs> what's the P? We, you, and I know I, what a PTU. I know, is. I know, but uh, power transfer unit. That's basically the the uh, external transfer case of of vehicles that have those. Um, but basically, what that means is when that vehicle is driving. All of the wheels are always turning. They're always rotating. They're, they're all-wheel drive. Whenever you have different size tires, if they do not have the, the same overall circumference, uh, that means they're all going to be spinning at a different rate of speed, which then in part can cause some major damage to specific parts on that car that make it roll, uh, for lack of a better word. So, yeah, so basically all the wheels are spinning a different way, and that basically the PTU, which is like your transfer case, mm-hmm is really binding really bad but mm-hmm. this one was leaking so we oh, know yeah. it's toast oh it's toast it, yeah. it, it was overheating yeah that's what made it leaking it was just getting hot hot yep. and hot uh so that's even the same difference even if you're replacing tires years ago we could put on two tires and go but on an all-wheel drive car right can't happen you got to keep all four tires the same and that's what's kind of hurts somebody sometime too you get an all-wheel drive car and you get a nail in the sidewall and you got a halfway down tread tire guess what and that one nail in one sidewall cost you four tires that's right uh from that part i had a deal just like that years ago and with a jeep and uh it kept tearing out different differentials in the transfer case and nobody would look at it they brought it to me and guess what i found two sizes on the front bigger than we're on the back uh that they had put all these parts in there and kept breaking it because they didn't fix that tire situation of running it which again back into that multi-point inspection i love that thing for the keeping track of your tread wear your tires yep keeping track of the brake wear on your tires and all that on your brakes. So, you know, to plan for that. I mean, it's kind of like when Josh brings me a used car inspection now and I look at Josh and I see the price of those tires. I said, Josh, I just need four. I don't need eight. Yeah. But that's how much tires have went up too, mm-hmm. uh, from that part of what just what's happened to the cost of everything. Right. Everything. And, and the other thing that, that I, I really love whenever we're talking about just, just doing an oil change in your car, our oil changes come with a tire rotation. So we get to look at those brakes, uh, which is a safety component on the car. And a lot of people, I mean, it's absolutely amazing how long brakes last on these vehicles anymore. Uh, I'll get, I'll get a, a customer come in and just be like, you know, I haven't replaced these brakes and I've got 80,000 miles on this, on this vehicle. And they come in, we do an oil change. We check the brakes. The brakes still have six millimeters left on them. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the, the, the materials and things like that are getting so much better. Technology is getting so much better, but the fact that we get to check these things and just to let you know, Hey, don't worry about it, Phil. You're okay. You don't have to worry about this. We're right. We're in good We're going to take care of it. Yeah, right? exactly. So that's, that's a really big benefit to a customer that comes into Mel Hamilton Ford because we really do <laughs> really do give a damn, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, but, so yeah. so just always ask for that multipoint. <clears throat> the other thing is we come in, we're gonna check your battery. And yeah. I love the way we check batteries today. And guess what? We got a caller coming up here on the line. I'm Good. not sure we want to let him in or not, but I guess we're gonna let him in. <laughs> oh darn. Jordan, you're live with under the hood. Go ahead. Uh, Scotty and the double ham sandwich. How we doing? <laughs> How we doing? <laughs> Perfect. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm just living life, man. Living it. Good. Perfect. So what are you doing today? So, nothing. I'm driving. I've got a cater for a, a birthday party for a two-year-old's birthday party. So I'm gonna go. I gotta go get a bunch of soft food. Are you getting paid we extra to babysit? Yeah, we're not. But we can We cater elderly people and babies the same way. Soft <laughs> food. That's the thing. Nice. <laughs> two-year-old birthday party. That'll be fun. And uh, you got your earplugs ready. I do. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, Jordan, I know you're going to be cooking for us next Saturday uh, for the race open house. Uh, excited for that. 11 to one. You'll be ready to go with everybody too, right? Oh yeah. We can't wait. That deal gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. It's unbelievable. What, what you guys have grown that into. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've got a list of the sponsors just emailed to me too. Of who's all coming. So we'll get that hit here in just a little bit of everybody. So the racers can hear who they got coming, who they can come here and talk to in person about race products and their parts and things they go on their race cars. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. That's for sure. Well, 
I'll tell you what I got. I got a question, just a general car question I've wanted to know, and I thought about Googling it this week, but I'm like, no, I'm going to wait and I'm going to call Phil on his show on Saturday because I feel like a lot of people have asked this question before. I feel like I'm not the only one. All right, let's uh, let's have it, Jordan. So, so I just need your, your, your knowledge, your general automotive knowledge, kind of like Ms. Vito. That's where your knowledge will be applicable. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, okay, so serious question. I drive a four-wheel drive truck. I use that four-wheel drive when I get in the mud, I get in the snow, or I get in trouble. You put it in four-wheel drive, you get out of trouble, you take it out of four-wheel drive. That is what the four-wheel drive is for. Obviously, if you leave it in four-wheel drive and you try to drive it around, it won't turn corners worth a darn. It was, I mean, it, it doesn't drive right, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You can tell it's in four-wheel drive. Like, oh, man, I forgot to take it out of four-wheel drive. This vehicle is in four-wheel drive. Yes. Why does an all-wheel drive vehicle not react the same way? That's actually a good question. That's a pretty good question there, George. Yeah. So basically, on a, on a four-wheel drive transfer case truck, Mm-hmm. Uh, that you, you know, either push the button or put the lever or whatever to get it in four wheel drive, uh, is a, that locks the front drive axle to the, to the axles and the front wheels turn a little bit faster than the rear tires. When you do that to help you steer the truck, when you turn it and that kind of thing. So that's why when you get on dry pavement, you feel it, what I call the wind up or the bind up when you start to turn. From that part. Mind up. Good word. Yeah, mind. Mind's up. Mind's up. So now in an all-wheel drive situation inside that transfer case or the PTU mm-hmm. that we talked about earlier has a clutch in it. So as you do start turning those corners and stuff like that, that clutch lets it slip and doesn't get that bind up into the, into the uh, drivetrain as you turn or whatever from that part. That's also why an all-wheel drive car can drive on drive payment all the time and a four-wheel drive truck cannot because you're going to do the same thing by putting wrong size tires on something. Those front tires are trying to turn, but if you're on dry pavement, eventually that bind up, even going straight, is going to transfer into somewhere, and it's going to find the weakest link of, the, of that drivetrain and yep. break. Uh, and I've seen everything from axles broke, transfer oh, yeah. cases cracked in half, drive shafts twisted in half, uh, all kinds of stuff when you take a four-wheel drive truck and run it down the highway. But that's also now on four-wheel drive trucks. They've got some with the trucks that have now have the 4A or 4 Auto, and that lets the basically that transfer case has got a clutch in it too, mm-hmm. and lets you drive on semi snow packed or ice and then dry like you know like some of the highways get. And you can put it in four auto and it'll engage the uh, front wheels as it's needed. Right? Does that make sense? Huh. Well, that's just, yeah. That answers my question. Like I said, I've, I've wondered that before, and I thought about that this week, and I'm like, I'm sure it's a simple Google answer away, but I'd rather I'm like. I'd rather call into the show because surely I'm not the only one that's asked that question before. But interesting. So yeah, basically it's got a clutch; it lets it slip and move, and uh, and it doesn't bind up. Very interesting. That's good to know. Jor- yep. Jordan, one thing is always for sure: if you have the option between Google and Phil Nightingale, 100 percent of the time it needs to always be be Phil Nightingale. 100 percent of the time. How about that, Jordan. Yep. Because because you can. Look I would. I would. <laughs> You can look up something on Google and it'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. Phil will give it to you straight up and he won't, he won't jerk your chain. <laughs> well, well that's, I promise I will, you that I'll, too. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind unless it's something I don't want Phil to know what I'm Googling. Correct. And I'm going to say, just make sure when you do Google anything you do, Jordan, just don't have that. Well, Bluetooth. Just do not have the Bluetooth up there. (laughs) You knew exactly what I was going to say, didn't you? Everybody listening out there, anytime you see Jordan Whitehead, just see if he's got got his his cord through his phone and he doesn't have a Bluetooth. Just got to ask Jordan why that is. I gave Bluetooth up for Lent. I bet you did too. (laughs) So next time you see Jordan, or if you come to the race open house and you see him running around here cooking the food for us and stuff, and and feeding you while you're here, ask him. (laughs) Just ask him. (laughs) And I want to. I want to be there and see what he answers the question. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh! Well, I hate you, Phil. No, you don't. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, you have a good Saturday. We'll see you next Saturday, buddy. You too, buddy. You take care. See you, Jordan. Bye. Bye. All right, 316-462-3673. Let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Okay, I've got the list of vendors that are coming to the Race Open House next Saturday, 9 to 4. 
Aturo Tires. They've been here before. This is another brand of tire we have. Uh, they really feature tires that are in a bigger size for your trucks. They've got a couple drag slicks in some areas of uh, that uh, Hoosier doesn't have, which is pretty cool. they got some uh, inexpensive tires to put on trailers, that kind of stuff. So come see the Aturo guy if you're looking for a... Real quick, all I wanted to say is I put Aturos on my brother's Jeep, and he's got a rock crawler Jeep. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, he said those are by far the best tires he's ever put on that Jeep, and and they're they're very large, but very I mean, large and what, very they're aggressive, very aggressive. But yeah, he he loves them. So excellent job, thank you very much to Aturo Tire. I appreciate all the help you guys helped me. All right, new vendor for this year's All Star Performance, and I know you racers do this. There's a lot of parts we use with All Star. Uh, they're going to have people here to talk to you about all their all their products and stuff. Where's Machine? Another new vendor uh, that hasn't been here before. Where's Machine again? Another vendor that we use and sell a lot of their race parts on your race cars schaefer's oil they've been here before so talk to you all about the schaefer oil products they have aeromotive uh all the fuel products they've been here before pentronics have been here before renegade fuels will be here so if you want to talk about race fuels or whatever it might be mad drag strip is going to be here flying h drag strip will be here of course we talked about mons and his chevelle and i'm going to challenge him to that burnout on the front of the store don't think I'm going to get that done, but I'm sure going to try. Dodge City and URSS is coming, and also Salina Speedway will be here. Uh, RPM Speedway will be here. Bar to Bar will be here with motorcycles and their schedules. Racing Dirt in their new uh, um, modified series. I can't remember what that's called, RHM or something like that. Why are you looking at me? I don't thought you knew. Come on, man. You're a racer, aren't you? No. So anyway, uh, Trenton and... uh, Eric will be here from there to talk to you about their series and stuff. Bees Motor Lab will be here. So if you guys got questions on your motorcycles and stuff, he does a great job with suspensions and stuff. Casey Joe will be here with AdvoCare. And in, uh, in this mug right here is some AdvoCare. I drink it every day. It's stuff to, and I drink it all the time at the racetrack. It helps you keep yourself energized and rejuvenated for when y'all are sweating everything out. Uh, Big Corner Crave will be here. Westhold will be here and also BG Products. So, uh, And then also our the Mel Hamilton Auto Spa, they'll have a display set up of showing you all the different things we do in the detail shop from PPF to uh, paint correction, polishing, details, whatever it might be that we can help you with on that part too. So lots of lists, lots of things coming for the race open house. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a blast and a lot of fun and a lot of things to be given away, but mainly racers, lots of discounts. Lots of discounts. So get yourself ready and geared up for race season and let's make it happen. So anyway, 316-462-3673. Scott had called you in a carpet once. You talked about that all-wheel drive. And yes, stuff. sir. What else? Anything else happened this 100%, week? 100%. Yeah. I, oh, dude, I have a list. Okay. I, I figured you I, did. I told you I work harder than Josh. That's I get what, it. I, I get it. Sure you know. uh, Especially right now. Yeah. Because he isn't working. <laughs> he isn't. Uh, but no, this is, this is actually probably my favorite part of the year because it is now starting to get a little bit warmer outside. So guess what? People are turning on now that they haven't been turning on for the last couple of months. Your air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. So you're turning your air conditioning on when you get in the car because it's a little bit warmer outside. And guess what? It's not blowing, not blowing cold. Right. And uh, pretty much 90% of the time that I've had this particular situation, I've got a lot of folks that um, have some kind of a leak in that cooling system. And that ends up being the cost. I could say cooling the, the uh, air conditioning system. Right. And that's been probably 90% of the time. And, uh, all you got to do is have it checked, especially when you're going into the, the warmer parts of the year, charging that AC, AC system up. If you have not done that, doing an AC service, it's, it's pretty important as well. So you don't get stuck in that situation. Well, you know, Scotty, the, what I want everybody to realize, too, is your AC system, years ago, we didn't really service them. Right. Uh, because they would leak enough that we'd put enough Freon in it and stuff from that point. Today, these systems are very small. Back in my day, it wasn't nothing to put five pounds of Freon in a car. Mm-hmm. Today, you got cars taking less than a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh but still, they have lubricant that flows through that system, lubricate the compressor and everything else, too. But they've done such a good job these days of sealing this compressors up tighter. The connections are tighter, all that kind of thing. So we don't see the leaks like we used to see. Correct. So if you don't keep servicing it just like you service your engine, you're just going to detrimentally wear out that compressor. Right. So I, I always tell everybody, service it once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a, the thing about putting the Freon back in is putting back the exact amount. Back in my day, that four or five pounds, you could overcharge it a half a pound or undercharge it a half a pound, and it would still blow cold because there's so much Freon. Right. Today, if you're off a tenth of a pound, SIPS is going to be inactive. Yeah, working. it's going to be it's doing weird stuff at that point. So you got to have the right equipment 
put that exact amount of Freon in it. And these, these deals today of going to the parts store and buying a can of Freon and sticking on the hose and sticking it in there and pushing mm-hmm. it in there. Doesn't work no more, does it? Nope. Now we got the next thing is you could really mess up a system because right now there's, there's two different Freons running around. Yes, that's correct. And uh, so you got to know which Freon you have and everything else too. But basically when we service an AC system, we're going to take and basically take out all the Freon. Mm-hmm. So then we know if it's got a little bit of a leak or somewhere, right? Yep. Uh, and we're going to put it into a vacuum and then see if it holds that vacuum. Uh, but again, the amount of freedom we take out is going to tell if we have. But one thing that's also detrimental to AC systems is not just the oil that's running through there. What's detrimental to an AC system is? Oh, you're getting me now. Getting you? Humidity, condensation, water. Oh. Okay. Sorry. That's that's me being dumb. That's, that's okay. Ah, that's fine. But anyway, when we put that vacuum on it, we're going to suck. Every, if there is any humidity in there or any condensation or any whatsoever, we're going to vacuum that out of there. And then we're going to see if it holds because there's AC systems can leak on a pressure side and a suction side. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Make sure what you can hold a vacuum. And if it does, then we're going to charge it back up. And this is the crucial part is the scales that we have to measure that freon that goes back in is what's crucial. Mm-hmm. You've got to know the length of the hoses and everything else like that. So they know exactly how much freon goes into that car. And you got to have a very, very accurate scale. And that comes with the right equipment. And uh, from that part, because if you take a car that takes a pound and you put nine tenths in it or you put 1.1 in it, you're detrimental either way. Yeah, that's right. So service your AC system once a year is, is what I feel like you should do. Uh, the other thing, I guess the other thing I left off, we're going to top it off with a little bit of oil from BG, mm-hmm. but also it's going to be in that oil is some dye. There you go. Because I do I was, promise Yeah, I was waiting for you to you finish. for that one? Yep. Because I do promise you at some point in time in that AC system, it is going to develop a leak. Who knows when? But they are so much better than they are than they were yeah. years ago. Yeah, uh, from that part. But you will develop a leak at some point in time. Just don't know when. Just yep. don't know when. So that dye will help us find that leak very easily uh, compared to what used to years years ago. Hey, we had these sniffers and all that stuff. And if you didn't hit it just right and everything else like that, you couldn't find a leak. Oh yeah, they were bad. It was, it was, it was <sighs> terrible how you find those leaks and stuff now. But I did have a nightmare uh, over this last week. Oh really? Yeah, I had I had a customer that was in a bind uh, and went to the local parts store and bought one of those. Uh, I don't even know. They're a kit that you just hook up to it and charged it, and they put way too much in. Mm. And mm. <clears throat> it was it was not good. That's not good either. T- putting no. too much is way even more detrimental because basically you're just building what we call head pressure, mm-hmm. and you're building a ton of pressure, and you just you're you're hurting everything in that system with a high pressure that happens. You want to guess what failed? I'm going to have to say probably what the first thing that failed was probably I'm going to say the seal on the compressor. Yep, nailed it. Front front seal. Mm-hmm. Yep, you nailed it. Got lucky because it could have been a hose. It, it really could have exploded. Yeah, that could have been bad. But again, it's going to go find the weakest point. So in that particular situation, it found the front seal. Yep, uh, that got out of that did that. So. Please, today, these AC systems you have today, don't go to the parts store and grab you a can of Freon with their special little hose they got attached to it and screw it on there and try to push that Freon in there because uh, you might get lucky. Who you knows? Might, you but might. The chances of them getting lucky, slim and none. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's, you may get lucky or you may cost yourself more dollars. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I don't know if the reward is worth the risk, but that's me. Yeah. It but goes anyway. back to that one deal, pay me now or pay me later. But That's again, right. spend a little bit more money to protect that system because when a compressor does go out, and if it does you know, shell where the metal goes through that system, now you're spending thousands of dollars to oh, go yeah. in and clean it up, get all the metal shavings out of it. Because what you don't want to do is put another compressor on without cleaning it, and then all of a sudden those metal shavings just been through, scattered through the system, enters right back into that new compressor, and guess what it does to it? Eats mm-hmm. it right up. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you lose one, it's it's a detrimental deal. So that's why I say service it once a year. Add a little bit of oil to it to make sure that lubricant's going through the system. But the other thing is when the system gets a little bit low, it can't pick the oil up and circulate it through the system like it needs to. So that's why yearly service, very cheap, in, inexpensive service compared to a compressor replacement. 100%. Or yeah. on that part. So anyway, uh, Scotty, what else we got on our agenda? We might have to have a little short show here this morning, but uh, uh, Josh I, is out playing. I hate to tell you where he's at. I, I don't. I don't even. Know, I don't care, Phil. I love doing the show with you because uh, I'm yeah. not with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's getting roasted. Uh, of course, he should get roasted for what he's at. What <laughs> he he's should. Doing. Uh, but no, I did have a question, especially since we got a lot of time. I'm really excited. So, do you have any really good stories of like uh, craziest things that you've seen uh, happen to a car? Uh, I, I I will never forget mine. Uh, All right. 
whenever I, this was the first, uh, like two years I was working here. Yep. I had a customer that decided that it would be a good idea to take out his air filter from his air filter box and shove in a beach towel. And this was also on a five liter Mustang. Oh, <laughs> oh, mercy it, sakes. It sucked that beach towel all the way into the bottom. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, that's not good. That's not good. At all. It wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, well, but that's I, like one of the craziest things I've ever seen doing this thing. Well, I hate to tell you, the whole year is doing this. I've got some pretty wild and crazy stories, <laughs> too. Know. So uh, the first one is kind of the same scenario that pops in my head, but I got many. I've already popped in my head about what goes on and stuff, what I've seen over the years. But back when I was a tech in, in uh, Salina, and uh, that's when they had the 5.7 motor GM did, they converted it to a diesel. Yeah. Okay? And those things were just, uh, how do I say, just not very reliable <laughs> from that part. Anyway, the real problem with it was the pump they used to inject the diesel into the motor and stuff like that. We just would mess up and different things and throw the wrong amount of diesel fuel and stuff in it and everything else too. But also with a diesel, when you get into the right situations, I've seen you seen videos out there, the big semis, they call them runaway semis, and you're just going like crazy. Well, anyway, we had a one of my guys I was working next to came in, had one of those diesels cars, pulled it in there. And uh, basically, the pump that had gotten bad, it just threw a whole bunch of fuel into the system. Well, he put the new pump on it, but we didn't, he didn't run it to clean the cylinders and everything out. So, guess what it did when it fired? Oh, it took off. No. It took off like the runaway diesels will do. And instead of grabbing something, the air cleaner lid was there. He, because they'd have an air cleaner come off to the side and, and get your air for that. He should have took something like a shop manual because we used to have shop manuals everywhere back in my day on that deal and stuck it over the intake hole to shut it down. No, he stuck a fender cover on it and it just sucked it right into the same kind of deal happened to your Mustang. So yeah, it did shut it down. All right. Sure did. Uh, But it was time for a new motor after that happened too. But that's what we looked back and looked. There was a hole about four inches in diameter, I would say, coming off the air, that side of that air cleaner. And he would have just stuck a shot manual there, your big old fat shot manual, and he shut the air down and it killed it uh, from that part. But no, we he ended up having to put a motor in that one too. Now, the other craziest ones I got, just the other thing that pops in my head here is we had a car towed in one time, it wouldn't start. And uh, crank, everything else like that wouldn't go. And uh, pulled the air cleaner lid off, jam packed full of dog food. No way. <laughs> Jam packed full of dog food. So some right. animal had taken that food. And so the car had sat there long enough, maybe a couple of days at least, but he yeah. brought enough food in there and jammed that whole air cleaner full of food where it wouldn't get no air to start it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. So that's another good story. But uh, I got I got some more, too. If we could legitimately have a show for two and a half hours talking about these stories, and I think that's the most fun part about the job, <laughs> but there's some there's some pretty good ones. But, yeah, that's just me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, back in my <laughs> – in Halstead working with my dad. And this is when he was at first in Maine. And, uh, there was another shop, just like a, I don't know, block down the wheel. And we kind of helped each other, shared if they, you know, everything with that. And, and he had fought this car forever and finally had put every part he could imagine on it. And, and we'd see him leave the shop and come by our shop and the car would get right in front of our shop. And it would just quit in the black smoke, just pouring out of this car. Mm-hmm. And he kept working on it, kept working on it, working on it. He finally had threw his hands up at it, pushed it down to my dad's shop. And we started looking at it and everything else like that. You know, as soon as you'd shut the hood and drive it, it would do this. When you put it in the shop, raise the hood, it'd run just perfectly fine. You know what I'm going after yet? He's cutting off air. Yeah, so basically what's happening, he wasn't putting the air cleaner back on the car. And when he take off and accelerate, the hood insulation would suck down into the carburetor and shut it off. Uh, so, and when you look at the hood, you can see a perfect imprint up in the hood of the air of the of the carburetor jammed all that, you know, just you can just see the perfect imprint. Oh, but yeah, he awesome. wait. So yeah, <laughs> talk about feeling like a you know what, but you know it's crazy. You don't, sometimes you just, I'm, I'm going to go on a quick test drive. I don't want you to put the air clear. I'm going to go slam the hood down, take off. I mean, he'd make it a half a block. And, yeah, you know, it just <laughs> suck that insulation right down inside That's there, great. and off we went. So uh, another good story. Hey, if you guys any stories like that out there <laughs> uh, happened to you or a friend or whatever, let's hear about it. Three one six four six two three six seven three. Love to hear from you. Again, 
what's some crazy stuff you've seen happen? Uh, we can share with everybody else kind of those same kind of stories. Oh, sure. man. I, I, there, there's so many countless stories that with, with this, doing this for as long as, I mean, I've not done it as long as you have. You're ancient at this point. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, just throwing that out there. Glasses make you look good. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's full of it today. Uh, but no, I, I think I've been doing this now for almost, 16 years, 17 years, 16, I think. 17, yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I've been here for almost 12. I've been here for 12 Isn't years. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, but no, every once in a while you'll 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 see the the good ones, the ones that come in, you know, hear rattle noise coming from left front and you go up there, you lift that thing up and the left front wheel is just about ready to fall off. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you got a little bit of a rattle noise. Yeah, For and sure. again, when you hear different noises and stuff, you just don't keep driving today. Right? <laughs> the other thing is that when these lights come on, that's the car talking to you, telling you, hey, I got yeah. a problem. I need some help. Years ago, we, you know, like a, when we go somewhere, I remember getting in the car with my dad. We'd have a toolbox back there, have a spare tire. We'd have jumper cables. We'd have oil. We'd have antifreeze. We'd have, you know, complete toolkit mm-hmm. and everything else like that. So we broke down the side of the road. We could fix it and keep going. Today, today we go 5,000 miles. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. They used to uh, make cars with a with like a storage area that had three different cans, so you can put oil, oh, yeah. gasoline, and uh, coolant in them, just so you have that available because they're gonna leak. <laughs> they that's they're gonna do it. Yeah, so, some shape or another. So it's yeah. it's crazy how things of times have changed and all that kind of stuff. But hey, anybody in the chat line you got anything crazy that happened to you or a friend or whatever? Uh, some of the kind of stories Scott and I threw out there. Just got a few minutes left on the show. Love to hear from you. Or if you want to call in and tell us your funny story, love to hear that too. So Delbert actually kind of reminds me of one. He he had himself an accident and he said airbags are a lifesaver. Yes, they are. Yep. Have you ever had an airbag go off whenever it was not supposed to? Yeah, I I personally not had that not happen. Me, but have you seen one? Yeah. Yeah. I had a deal and I didn't believe it either. This was when I was in Hutch and a guy rolled in on a Chevrolet truck. And uh, he said, I was just driving, and the airbags popped. And we said, nah, I can't be. There's no way. No, da-da-da-da. Because how how much that system has to have two sensors and what it takes to blow the bag. We thought maybe he got stuck and towed it and yanked it, did Mm -hmm. something or whatever. But I will tell you what we did find is uh, we dug into that thing, and they had the actual airbag modules under the driver's seats where they put it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it had got enough water and condensation in that seat, got into the module and shorted that module out. Oh, no. And it did fire. But uh, think about that, just driving down the road normal. (laughs) 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 Here come the bags at you. And knock on wood, I got to find some wood. I've never been in a wreck that airbags went off on me. Yeah. Uh, That part. Seen a lot of accidents and things like that from that part. And, uh, you know, today's cars are built for those airbags. Years ago, they were just put in, we called them face bags because that's what they did to put them on a steering wheel. And, what manufacturers have learned is every car has a different, what we call the crumple zones and how fast the car will crumple determines how fast you got to have an airbag come out. Uh, so today, if an airbag comes off, I'm promising you've saved yourself a lot of hurt Mm -hmm. and not getting injured from that part. That's why Delbert, he said he's a little bit sore. That's about it. Uh, I I saw the pictures. I did see the driver's side airbag had come down. So I'm sure the other bags inside the car have went off too. But if you didn't have those airbags, I bet Delbert would have been hurt. Probably. Uh, from that part and if you're ever driving around a vehicle that has the airbag light on yeah that's that mean that means they're not going to deploy in the event of an An accident accident. yep that's serious you need to get it looked at and try to get it fixed that could be a lifesaver it's the same difference with the abs light on same uh if you're in a panic situation your brakes are going to work just normal just fine but if you need analog brakes or you need to be able to stop quickly or fast or whatever the brakes aren't going to work and I remember when analog brakes come out, I think it was 85 when they first started coming out. And Scotty, the, the master cylinders, you know, about this big. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Now, on those cars in 85, there are modules and things attached, to, you know, just mammoth around there. But now they're not that way. But we went and did tests with them. And what was the biggest thing to me is I really didn't think that it would cut down the stopping distance as much as it kept you under control from not sliding, skidding, or doing whatever. But it does having those analog brakes on there decreases your stopping distance. So you're, you know, split seconds is all it does to save from happen accidents, but it does almost in half cut the distance down of what that car is going to stop. Oh, a hundred percent of the time. Uh, and this is the technology they've come up with these airbags uh, with the ABS sensors and all that stuff working together. It's like traction controls the same way. It works off the same ABS stuff, but the technology we have today is incredible. 
Oh yeah. Uh, it used to be, you know, when you on an ABS system back in the days on the, in the eighties, you'd hit the brake and you feel the pedal go, mm-hmm. you don't even feel that anymore because it was pulsing the pedal. And that's what you do is you pulse the pedal so it doesn't lock up. And now they've got it to where you don't even feel it's just normal braking and everything else too. And again, I think we put so much technology in these cars. We drive <laughs> very, very gu- gu- guaranteeing <laughs> they're going to stop us, break us, do whatever we got to do. Oh yeah. We've got very lax at how we drive. Yeah, that, that's true. That's 100% true, but it, it's, it, it's definitely something that you just said that, that, uh, like my wife, my wife, um, she did not want to get a new vehicle whenever the time came that yeah. we needed to. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I kept on pushing her and pushing her newer and newer and newer. And I kept, she kept, why do you want me to get this new vehicle? Because you're safer every single uh, year that yeah, that did. vehicle is newer. You are safer on the road. There are so many safety precautions that they put into these vehicles now. And it's absolutely amazing. I want you in the absolute safest, safest possible yeah, car. that you could be. I agree with you. That's it. So, yep. Agree with hundred percent. So anyway, Hey, we're running out of time, everybody. Uh, we've, uh, got the race open house coming up next Saturday, nine to nine to four. Don't want to miss it. Jordan White, he'll be cooking for us. Roy and entertainment will be on the service drive with the remote control cars. Uh, Monzo will be here with his car. We're going to try to challenge him to a burnout in front of the store. Don't know if he's going to do it or not. He's at least got to fire that car up. 100%. He's at okay. least got to start it up. Uh, for that part. So don't want to miss it. Racers, all kinds of vendors coming. Don't want to miss all the stuff there with the race open house discounts. The vendors are going to be here. Uh, more vendors we've ever had. New vendors that are coming. Uh, a lot of racetracks are coming too to have their schedules and questions about their racetracks and their schedules and stuff. Uh, so it's going to be fun and exciting too. I had a caller coming in that says unknown. So imagine what I just did with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't want to miss it. Anyway, uh, let's thank our sponsors real quick, which is Big Corner Creative for all your advertising needs. Anything you need for your company, advertise, or if you need a web page design, vehicle wrap, complete wrap, race car wraps, window tint, whatever it might be to help advertise your business, give Jesse and those guys a call down at Big Corner Creative. And as they say, just Google us. Uh, BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford to keep your car running many, many more miles. And also... Go to rent. Hey, Stan's got a great fleet of vehicles over there. Go to rent. If you don't need put some miles on your car, need something bigger, need a 12 or 15 passenger van, uh, spring brakes right around the corner. And uh, we just got a bunch of new vans in over there for Stan. So very cool on that part too. Uh, finally getting some inventory for him, which is great. So if you need a rental car, give Stan a call right inside here at go to rent. Scotty, thanks for hanging out with me for this hour. It was fun, exciting as always. Everybody hope you got some good information out of it. And uh, we'll see you next Saturday live here at the big corner. And uh, race open house. Yes, sir. Have a good Saturday, Scott. Everybody, everybody. have a great day. We'll talk to everybody soon. See ya.